Hello, and welcome to On Being a Black Man. I'm your host, Lawrence Jones. And I'm your co-host, Todd Jones. And we're here to discuss, celebrate, and laugh a little while doing a deep dive into the narratives of black men navigating life in the 21st century. We'll explore impactful influences, life lessons, media representation, and presentation against the landscape of American culture in an era of Black Lives Matter. And we're back. And thank you for listening to On Being a Black Man, a collection of black male narratives. We are so excited by the overwhelming support for episode zero, the prelude introductory episode, which was launched on the 1st of May. Uh, Todd, what do you want to say? I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing. Uh, continue to listen and share because it'll only get better from here. Um, conversation will get better. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. And if you like what you hear, share with your friends and family. Even if you don't like what you hear, please share because maybe they'll like it and share it. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And sharing is caring. So, you know, care a lot. All right. So press share and send to your friends. So we are back and we're jumping on our second episode, but this is technically episode one. And we're coming just on the heels of one of the largest celebratory days in the United States. I don't even know if they celebrate this particular day in other countries. I'd imagine that they would. Uh, and I'm talking about Mother's Day, right? And so Ooh. shout out to the moms. I won't be saying shout out anymore. I'm sorry. Todd has given me a limit of shout outs. Yeah, you, get, you get three. So choose them wisely. So, okay. So three shout outs is all a brother gets right now. So... <laughs> If I don't call your name, like, just know that I love you in spirit, all right? So no, he said it in his mind. In my mind. To the powers of my and mind. He mentions you. He gave you a mental shout out. With my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it, but Are you? <laughs> hello to Keenan and Phil. I was, I was going to say it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm saving my shout outs. I'm saving them, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we're back to discuss, um, and this is a, a little bit of a of a twofold conversation because we are also still celebrating Mother's Day, uh, but at the same time, this particular narrative that we'll be sharing with you uh, this time is specific to a type of man, or at least a brother who has, in some cases, been given a bad light. And we're talking about the mama's boy. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The mama's boy. Like, it has its own space. There is a man, there is a brother somewhere in the world who knows that he is a mama's boy. And guess what? We're okay with that. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely okay with that. Understandable. Yeah, I am a proud mother's boy. I love my mother. I will murder you in your sleep about my mother. I don't think, all right, 
don't think you should say that. But okay, I won't. He's kidding you. for legal reasons. He's joking. That was a, a that was a joke. It's a joke. Good old jokey joke. But don't push me <laughs> or my mama. <laughs> don't push my mama. So the mama's boy is a persona that has been slapped around in 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 media uh, concerning you know I say black film. It's been slapped around, or he has been in the streets. It is just not seemingly welcome to be identified, you know, as a mama's boy. So we want to we want to talk about that because that is a very real thing. The relationship between a man and his mother, in my opinion, is directly connected to relationship between that man. And other people, especially women in his life. What do you think, Taj? Um, I kind of want to agree. I mean, disagree. I think being a mom's voice is accepting. I think it depends on how, how, like, how like strong, like how weird it is. Maybe the relationship. Like, you have your. Explain weird. Your Norman Bates mother's boy. Right. From, uh, what's it called? Oh, gosh. The movie. I'm going to say the show because in the show is really portrayed well, Bates Motel. Since in the movies, the mom is already dead. Spoiler alert. But. The psycho, right? Psycho. There you go. But Norman Bates was like top tier mama's boy and it was very creepy. Right. Love your mama. But don't yeah, be weird. It was really weird. That's what we're saying. It was, it was, yeah, it was like, all right. But uh, I do want to point out that Norman Bates was not portrayed by a black man. In that film. <laughs> shout out for that's the brothers. True. Oh, I used the shout out. All right, that's two. That's two right there. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, but for okay, in our in our culture, being a mama's boy, even still, because we have. They make songs about him. Tupac has a song. Uh, a lot of rappers have songs uh, talking about their moms and how much they love them. And I don't think any other rapper was like, what are you talking about? He loves his mama. You shouldn't be making songs about your mom like that. That's weird. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's acceptable to be kind of gangster, you know, almost, you know, hood with it. Like, you know, you are appreciated. Like, yeah, like, yeah, mom is appreciated. But when we say mama's boy, and I, I think of all of the the roles uh, that have been portrayed by, let's say, a Martin Lawrence in the sitcom Martin, mm. you know, Mama Payne, you know, Ma- Martin was, he was famous for the Mama Biscuits, mm. you know, and Mama Payne was kind of like the thorn in Gina's side. You know, she loved her, but as Mama Payne would call it, that applehead girl, <laughs> you know, there was just like this, almost a competition between the yeah. woman. Whenever they were both there, it was, yeah, <laughs> filled the tension. Right. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing, right? And fellas, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Email us if I'm, you know, if I'm speaking, you know, out of line here at onbeingablackman.com. Shameless plug, but yeah. Uh, do that if you agree or disagree we want to hear about it but there is no comparison between the woman in your life and the woman who gave you life does that make sense mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of love, like absolutely. And if we're speaking biblically, you know, you know, a man findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Got to leave to cleave. Mm-hmm. All of these things that tell us, you know, about or encourage separation from mom and pop, you know, and creating their own family. But I just wanted to, you know, create some space because generally, I think there's like a bit of a joke or a negative, you know, perspective like, oh, he a mama's boy, which means, you know, he's going to choose his mom over the woman. And I think there's a there's a bit of a space for that, right? It has mm-hmm. its own place. Like, if you're the girlfriend of 30 days and he has to make a decision between, you know, taking you on a date and mom needs something done at the house, mm-hmm. guess who wins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mom wins. It, it, she doesn't win because, you know, he doesn't love you or want to spend time with you she wins because she's mom like right just period Mm -hmm. you know but we all know how our parents how moms can be when they want something from you and you're like uh, a little reluctant to give it and they remind you of the hours of labor Mm. Taj have you been reminded of the hours of labor your mother just random I mean sometimes she'll just call me on like at two o'clock in the morning, be like, "Hey, twenty-four hours." And I'm like, "What?" And she just hangs up, and I know what she's talking about twenty-four hours of labor. Like, and that hasn't worked on me in a long time. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, "Look, I didn't ask for that. You did that." Like, I don't even know I why just, she mentions it anymore. It, like, it, it, <laughs> not that I don't care, but like, I don't. Like, it's like, it's sorry, like, not sorry. Right. Yeah, it's like, all right. I just want to say that I was there. Yeah, it was a long time for that labor, and yes. She definitely had a very long 24-hour period starting. And I bet you were there just playing your Game Boy. Like you was <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we had a whole day. It was, it was Memorial Day, mm-hmm. you know, literally, like that morning. And your grandmother was with us, uh, Vera. And I was kind of glad that she had to leave, though, because she was definitely being the mother mm-hmm. to your mom. Mm-hmm. And we was like, no, 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 we're not going to go to the hospital just yet. You know, she was like, but she having labor pains. And I was like, but we got to wait. Mm-hmm. So we waited and we know we followed. Don't they just send you back if nothing's happening? Exactly. <laughs> That's a waste of gas. It, yeah. I'm like doing that. Yeah. So I, I was just trying to prevent the, you know, the go backs, mm-hmm. you know, the go backs. So, yeah, you know, I listened in Lamar's class because we did that together. And I expected this, you know, everything was rolling according to, you know, the teaching uh, and yes, but she spent all of Memorial Day from about six, seven o'clock in the morning having contractions with you. And well, you know, you didn't come to the next day, like seven or eight in the morning. Well, she was aggravated. Oh, yeah, she was very aggravated. Just don't understand, like, why are you taking so long? <laughs> I get it. That sounds tough, but I'm just like, all right. After I turned like 13, I was like, I'm like trying to hear all that. Yeah. I'm trying to hear all that. So let me ask this question. So, you know, I am a proud, and, and, and I will definitely. St- Stand tall and say, yes, I'm a mama's boy. I love my mama. Uh, Taj, mm. would you consider yourself a mama's boy? I think so. There's this, like, this. You're supposed to say no. <laughs> no? You're supposed to be a daddy's boy. Oh, my God. You know how much time and effort I put into to making sure that we had a bond when you were born? Well, I'm going to, yeah. Did she tell you about that story? Mm. I'm going to talk about that story one day. I'm going to see it for Father's Day. 
That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So we can get love. You talk about me. Okay, so back to you and your mom. Um, so mama's boy or no? Yes. I'm sorry about your, your feelings on that. But yeah, uh, of course. I have this, we have this, 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 this friendship, this connection, me and her. It's just, I don't know, it's just, just love. Oh. You know, it's genuine love for each Ooh. other. Um, But I mean, I'm not like crazy. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. You're not gonna sleep with a corpse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not what we do. Yeah. We're not gonna Just want to point that yeah, out for those who are listening who are, might not be black men, but yeah. it's not nothing crazy or a little like why is he holding his mom's hand? Like, nah, it's nothing like that. But yeah, I would. I'm like right there. You're right there. Yeah. It's about love and respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We are going to be um, honored with our guest, Mr. Uh, Philip Eatman, who is going to, you know, just dive into uh, more of this mama's boy uh, concept, persona, uh, personification, if you will, demonstrations, illustrations, representation on television, film, and media. Uh, so we hope that you guys would enjoy uh and keep listening. So we'll be right back. Thank you uh, for joining us on our first episode of On Being a Black Man. Uh, joining us is Mr. Philip Eatman from New York City by way of Cleveland, Ohio, correct? That's it, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, couple. Coming to you with a, a real colorful Midwestern view, raised in uh, Cleveland, and uh, spent some time in Michigan, and then uh, spent uh, where we met in about eight years down in the Carolinas, and uh, now I'm a, a New Yorker for about the last eleven years. So uh, it's been eleven years. It's been eleven years, man. Um, you know, thriving, thriving, and surviving here in this brick city. So man, so what is New York like? It's uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's uh, every day is something different. It's always something new. You know, the the old idiom is, you know, the only thing constant about New York is change, and uh, that's true, man. I I even say that right down to the to the micro, the the, the micros of of self. You know, it, um constantly evolving and, and recreating yourself to just survive inside of this type of uh, environment. So uh, it's, does, it's, it's lovely. What does New York look like as a, as a black man, when you get up in the morning, is it, do you see it as a, is it a black man's space? Cause it, it, it almost, I, I've only visited but it just feels so like melting pot ish or is it is it very everybody's space or is it is it sensitive to the african american male damn, damn, damn jones I, I just want to say hey that is- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, right, hey, okay. Well, how black is how, how black? How, how does my black feel in New York? Well, okay. Well, you know, um, honestly, New, New York affords me the the liberty of not 
having to focus on my blackness uh, daily while at the same time keeping it in the forefront of everything I do. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is that there's, there's space here for black excellence. There is, um, there is space here to create yourself, to evolve, to, um, to, to find new experiences, uh, you know, coming, coming from little towns in Cleveland and, you know, North Carolina, you know, this, this is a big city. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, you never really do escape your black, the black experience. And no matter as long as you're inside this, this country, you're going to feel that blackness. So, um, you know, it's, it's there at the same time, but, uh, it's, you know, I don't know, man, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, it's heavy, but at the same time, you get the opportunity to, uh, focus elsewhere. So I've heard it said that every experience is a black experience unless it's a anti-black experience. Every experience is a black experience unless it's anti-black. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's I can see it's like when that. you're black. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I guess there's no, no way around that. Yeah, you can't really you can't really escape this skin. You know, yeah. this this melon this melanin colors everything. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the experience. Also, I appreciate the multiculturalism of New York, and uh, you know the the spaces that it has here for for really everybody. Um, uh-huh. You know, and and also the limitations. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it has its limitations. So, I I uh, the one thing I, I like about New York and and is. I visited some years ago, but it it made me understand why Godzilla was always trying to tear it down. Like <laughs> it, it, the buildings are massive and they're everywhere. Yeah, it literally looks like a massive Legoland. Like just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I totally, yeah. I totally get it. If I was big enough, yeah, I, I'd want to play around with it too. I, I love that. I love that perspective. You know, sometimes uh, you forget about the enormous nature of this city. Um, and, and I never really want to forget how to be a tourist here, how to be a visitor. So, you know, yeah. sometimes after, after 11 years, sometimes it all starts to look the same. But, you know, that, that, that's a fresh perspective. Absolutely. If anybody's interested, supersize me and put me in the next Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, that's versus, it. Versus me. Like, I'm winning. That's it, or 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 the or the Lego Land version thereof, you know. You Either know way, a, yeah, a black guy from Miami. Either Jack way, Pop. he's open. He's open. <laughs> so, Watch so him smash. Yeah. So take me back to Ohio. Take me back to Cleveland. You know, growing up, what did that look like for you, little Brown Philip? eight men growing up what were those experiences um, like cleveland uh i don't go there often so i think that speaks volumes but um mm-hmm. uh childhood was interesting i was raised in a um two parent single household <laughs> so it was uh my mom was in a very unhealthy marriage with my father for uh the majority of my childhood i would say the first 13 years was it 
uh, until they actually divorced. So, um, you know, while he was there, there he was also absent at the same time. Um, so then it, it was just me, my sister, and my mom for the majority of the instances. And, uh, you know, like black folk, you know, a bunch of cousins, aunties running around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of them raised like uh, aunties like mamas and cousins like brothers and sisters. Uh, so, uh, you know, we were lived in middle class neighborhoods, but uh, we were the poor folk in the middle class neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but but that afforded me opportunity, you know, for uh, mm-hmm. a decent education, decent high school education, and uh, you know, some social. Did you life. make up games? Make up games, yeah, man. Me and me and the cousins, we used to tell stories. Um, what and, and don't don't ask don't ask the why, but we used to tell this uh, story about unleaded the smell of unleaded gas, uh, just because it stank. And uh, <laughs> the, sto- the stories had absolutely no punchline uh, except it's unleaded. It's, it, it was unleaded gas. And you tell a long, long, elaborate story that that evolved into something stinking, and uh, the punchline was that's unleaded. <laughs> that was that was that was pretty much the uh the basis of our our storytelling but uh yeah man you know we we did have a lot so you know you had to be creative with the things that you did have yeah we learned to create yeah man wow this is beautiful i'm sorry i'm looking out my window there's a blue jay um just perched on the tree here so i live in uh I live in the, the this area of New York and Queens called Woodhaven, and uh, it is probably the most wooded area in the city, hence the mm-hmm. name. And my my apartment sits outside a bunch of trees. And, uh, fortunately, I get some really good bird views, and there's been this blue jay who's been visiting for the last week or so. Um, that's is just he beautiful. paying rent? No, no, he doesn't pay any rent or anything, man. He doesn't even eat. Or, yeah, it's or, a problem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good hanging though. out for a week or so. It's a squatter, <laughs> and you ought to be getting some rent. Ought to, ought to be collected. You, you, you got know. a good point. You got a good point. One but those, I think one of those cousins, you know. <laughs> but also, let you know a little bit about my life right now in COVID. Hey. The most interesting thing I got going on is a blue jay outside my window. So it's yeah. unleaded, <laughs> and, and it's unleaded. <laughs> 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 You were born. Yeah, but one of two. What, um, I got an older in, sister in, inside of Cleveland. In what era is that? So what are you what mid 70s, late 70s? I'm, I'm late 70s. I'm the 79 baby. So running the cup of the 80s. So yeah. You're really an 80s baby. No, I'm 79, you know, so I get to I get to claim uh Gen X. And um I think that also makes me, you know, highly influenced by being a millennial. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the cutoff period. Is it? I believe so. The seventy-nine babies. Yeah. Those millennials are. I think uh, I think I think they started eighties. So. After the, I think they're Generation uh, X or Z. Nah, nah. Uh, I, I just hit. You know, I got I got a PhD in Google, so. Um, yeah, millennials yeah, are 80, yeah. 81, 81, it says here. That's one okay. chart. I see another chart that says, okay, yeah, 81. All right, so yeah, I'm Gen, I'm Gen X. Gen yeah, X. 
Yeah, I'm true yeah. through. I'm, I'm true through. I said that's, that's the year that we don't need no education. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was a really hard time. That was <laughs> oh, rebellious. <laughs> oh, you know, for, fortunately, I was just a toddler, so you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of recall from it. You know, <laughs> you know, I grew up in the Michael generation. Man, that, that's the that's the uh, you know Pepsi Cola Michael Jackson right. Jerry right. Curl on Jerry Curl on fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know, keep it hot. Uh, I grew up in that time period. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in that community, you know, back home, outside of you mentioned, you know, your parents being in an unhealthy relationship, and and and, and dad being um present but absent um the relationship with mom i and i had the pleasure of meeting your mom hey mama eatman i love oh. miss bernice oh, beautiful you know, lady you know she love um, you boy <laughs> yeah yeah i remember the first time we met is I, I i believe she was like who is your daddy <laughs> <laughs> You know, our friendship is—it's an amazing uh, of friendship. You've been an awesome brother. Um, so, it, this is a our, our unique uh, bond as 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 brothers is we both have unique relationships with our moms. Hence, the title of this episode, "Mama's Boy." Uh, how has that? Uh, relationship with your mom um, shown up in your life? Uh, she's everything, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 always present in everything I do, and she's influences it. Um, influences, if not uh, the sole purpose behind it. So, uh, yeah, love my moms. My yeah. mom, I, I ride or die for my dukes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've seen the the mama's boy as a as a title or a, as a category of of men. Uh, oftentimes, it's listed as a as as a, or displayed as a negative. Um, you know, primarily made of sometimes as as a joke. Uh, uh, we, I, I think back to some of the uh, episodes or uh, television shows, like uh, I mentioned the Taj, we talked about Martin and, 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 and Mama Payne, you know, played also by Martin, but the dynamic between Gina Waters' character uh, portrayed by actress Tisha Campbell and the tension, you know, the, the uh, between her and Mama Payne, like, the uh, competition, you know, for Martin. You kill my mama birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, in some instances, you know, there was like this fight, you know, for for the son, you know, for love. You know, when you were growing up, did you ever find yourself uh, stuck in the middle between love? Uh, a third party and 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 mom. Nah, that's always been clear. Uh, you know, mom is number one. 
That's crazy. <laughs> that's, 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 Mom is number one. Yeah, number one. That's no question about it. That's you know, you gotta know your role. You got Yeah. <laughs> it's like stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay, stay in your lane. You know. Right. Right. You know, she she had she had poop under her fingernails, you know what I'm saying? She go she go way back. So you know, stay in your place and uh all things all things work out fine. And I've always been clear about that, so and uh, yeah. you say you know my mom. My mom's easy going, easy going, easy relatable. So uh, you know, she she helps people understand their place too. <laughs> right. She helps. Yeah. She help you understand. Especially a black mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, she will. She's like, listen, I have a like, magnifying glass like a, yeah. and a flashlight to help you. <laughs> Stay in your place. Let me help you with your life. This right here. I found this on the internet. It says, a mama's boy is a person who has no confidence and no sense of responsibility to make a decision by himself. He always follows his mother's mandates. If he faces some troubles, he tends to ask his mother to solve them. He depends on his mother for almost everything. What do you say to that? There should be a um, a second, a two underneath that definition, you know, for a second opinion or a second definition of it. That, you know, mama's boy is the fiercest advocate of feminine energy ever to exist. Um, you know, first protecting his mother. Um than his sisters and and every other woman who comes across his path with honor to his mom. So, you know, I think yeah. that there, there can be a number of detractors from it. I can see from the traditional sense how that you know that can be a mama's boy. I've I've, I've seen some old some old weak man that that need their mama for everything. But to me, when I hear a mama's boy, I I, I hear somebody who is, uh, uh, you know, loyal to their, their mother who, who pays respect and homage to, um, to her journey, you know, through their commitment to, uh, to her, her ultimate well-being. And I'll say that's the space where I dwell in, um, you know, so that other, that other, that other piece that, that may be applicable to, to some other folk, but, uh, <laughs> right. but um, yeah. I, think, I think that should be a second, a second take on that one. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not, um, you know, a man who can't make decisions. I make many of them, no, and no. none of them required me calling my mother. Yeah, I prefer to make her decisions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and in fact, it is through um, her example of you know managing our household and her work ethic that I'm able to do what I do, which is you know run my house. And you know, manage my money and my my work ethic and my hustle and my grind. And I'm always, you know, on the go. You know, I was just telling my siblings the other day, I was like, yo, you know, give me room in my casket because you know I'm always moving. I'm gonna find something to do. <laughs> Even when I'm dead, I'm sure I'll be busy, you know. <laughs> give me space. Right. You know. Um but there is something about, as as, as Taj pointed out uh, earlier in our segment, you know, there's a level of weird 
you know, with 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 some, you know, there's a, a certain level of weird, like with uh, Norman Bates type of, a, you know, mama's boy, you know, where he was, you know, almost still like that infant stage where he needed his mother and would not let go. And, you know, even after her death where he was, you know, keeping her, her body and, and, and still, you know, needed to speak to her and, 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 and you know, that's not what we're doing. That's that Oedipus complex, you know. Right, you know, that's uh, a whole nother something, you know. This ain't maybe, that. Maybe, maybe we need to step out of the whole boundaries of uh, mama's boy or something and perhaps it's mama's man, you know. Uh, right. Because I think the, the boy... The boy seems to be shining real strong in a lot of these examples. So, right, you know, there are some interesting uh, uh, discussions being had. You know, comparisons. You know, reasons to to uh, seek men who are considered mama's boy or maybe mama's man, as as you suggest. Uh, you know, things like well, you know these men might compare you to their mothers or uh, these men uh, will choose their mother's preferences over, over their partner's preferences, you know, or you won't be able to enjoy vacations without mom <laughs> being present, you know, uh, are, are those are those negative? <laughs> you know, like you know, a good a good mom vacation is pretty good. You know, uh, you know, some, some, sad, some you paternal know. input is always welcomed. You know, Listen, my mom is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, she brings the funny. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, maybe mom on a vacation might be really a good time. You know, one thing though that I've noticed about um, my mother growing up is my mother has never sought to be a part of my group of friends. You know, even when my mom has visited with me here in North Carolina, she'll come out and say hello. And then she'll excuse herself, mm -hmm. you know, and me and the guys will, you know, we'll have our fun and we'll have our drinks and our laughs. But I have witnessed you know, my friends uh, interact with their mothers and some of their mothers want to be a part of that group. And I'm just not, you know, I'm not used to that. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, there should be a separation. Like, you know, moms and friends, you know what I mean? That's, and so there's just like... Let's get all traditional. Yeah, you know, there's there's a difference, but to each his own, you know, uh, and I respect that, you know, like I don't hang out with my son. You're not and, kicking it with us. Mm, no, <laughs> you know, like you know, kiddo comes through, and I'm like, hey, you know, this is my son. Son is like, hi, nice to meet you. Exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like that's it. You know, God bless and good night. You know, intros. And exits. That's how you get, you know. And you know, is he is he an adult? Yes. 
But is he my kid? Absolutely. <laughs> and he's done. And it'll probably be that way when he's 45 and I'm 60-something. Like, he's still a grown man, but we're not equal. So, you know, there's like that, that separation. And that's the way it's been done with me, and it'll probably continue in that way. I'm, I'm in full agreement there, as it should be. Yeah, you know, it should be. I think that's a healthy thing, you know. So I, I found that some of these articles are, you know, I think maybe someone's a little little hurt feelings by some of these, you know, people they identify as mama's boys. But uh, I, I can see there's, there's a thread of weakness that's, that's woven into it um, throughout the cause up there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little negative connotation to it. Or maybe there needs to be a more evolving to some of those stories. You know, maybe there's a part three to some of that that we haven't heard yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> eventually man up or something. Who knows? Yeah. In some of those, you know, when we look back to, like, the relationships between a mother and 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 son, I think maybe there's like the origin piece, right? So for me, I left home at what I would consider a healthy age of departure. I was 18. How old were you when you departed the nest? 18. 18. Yep. Yeah. Never never, never went back. Yeah. So what are the visits like? For you when you visit they're brief um they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're brief um you know I'll, I'll go home i try not to stay longer than three to four days um that's just that's just my general rule in most good regard to visitations so three mm-hmm. to four days i like to be at home so yeah um, you know god bless my mom uh, three three to four days same thing with visits to me you know, in New York, I have a small apartment, three to four days. That won't put space back. So Yeah, yeah. I think that keeps, like, the love strong, and it's like, yay! It's a healthy miss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get your favorite foods, and, you know, it's all hugs and kisses and memories are tight, and... Yeah, you don't, you don't have to unearth too much. You just, <laughs> just enough. All right, love, you gotta go. Yeah, mommy loves you. Mwah! <laughs> <laughs> Can they get their favorite meals, rich eggs, bacon, you know, collard greens? Share some good laughs, call it a good night. Do yeah. a couple of days. Uh, I have this game I want to play with you. I call it the end game. What you got? Right? This is our word association. And I want to uh, just kind of tickle your brain a little bit, right? So I'm going to say a word. <laughs> be, or a, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I know this could go left. Uh, audience, please forgive me. I've known this brother okay. too long. So. <laughs> if you have small children, maybe a good this may be a good moment. <laughs> Filter thyself. Cover your ears. All right. So I'm going to say a word or phrase, and you just say the first thing associated that you know that comes to your mind. Okay. The year 2020. Shitstorm. It's a good one. <laughs> the 1970s. Bell bottoms. Debonair. 
Billy D. Williams. Bill Cosby. Rapist. Damn. Oh my gosh. I mean, you said first. Entanglement. <laughs> I had to. Will and Jada. <laughs> don't drag the scripts into this. Leave, don't don't drag the scripts into this. Don't. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with this. Black excellence. Puffy. <laughs> why? Why? Selfless. Why Come again. Selfless. Selfless, mom. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got a last one for you. Super casual fragilistic espialidocious. If you say it loud enough. It's kind of quite atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Philip, for playing the end game. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Have a wonderful night. <laughs> you ain't got to go home. <laughs> but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I do appreciate you taking some time to share a little piece of your narrative. We're talking with Philip E. All right, so that was a great uh, segment with a really great friend and brother. I call him P.E., my boy Philip E. Thank you, Philip. So it's the Mama's Boy episode, but Taj, um, you know, I know you love your mom and I love my mom. And there's an interesting conversation that you and I had some years ago when you were graduating high school. And this was about where you would live after you completed school. Do you remember that conversation? Yes, yes I do. And we sat down as a family and because your mom and I are no longer married, uh, but we continue to co-parent and navigate your life even from afar um what do you remember about that conversation um i mean i remember we were supposed to eat and then i just you can sense when there's a conversation brewing so i just had that sense and then, yeah, I was just taking it all in, and we are all honest, and it was a great conversation. The talk. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the birds and the bees talk, right? Because that would be awkward. That, I would just walked out. I'm all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to have that talk, but... Both of you here? All right. <laughs> birds and the bees. So we, we were concerned as parents about, you know, you were getting ready to graduate high school and we wanted to continue to, you know, guide, steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that college, you know, was uh, going to be a topic, uh, you know, where you were going to live, mm-hmm. where you were going to go, go to work. Um, so we wanted to just, you know, sit you down together and, 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 and see what you were thinking. And then 
more importantly, <laughs> tell you what we were thinking. Mm -hmm. But it was a, a conversation and it was you uh, bilateral. It was, I say bilateral? I'm not going to say bilateral. It was a two-way conversation mm -hmm. because we wanted to give you information as well as receive uh, information from you. That was really important to us. and We, mm -hmm. we didn't want to be like dictators at mm -hmm. this point because we wanted to allow you to be you know, the young adult. So I remember we started this conversation like months before mm -hmm. and we thought we were doing it in secret. So we were calling each other and texting, sharing our thoughts, getting on. We were trying to get on the same page mm -hmm. so that when we set you down on that day, we were unified front. That's what we do. I don't know if you knew that. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. That's it. It was real organized. Yeah, it's the parental front, yeah. you know, because you didn't know that. Like your mom and I are on it. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So, um, but <laughs> when it came down to the conversation that particular day, uh, you were very unsure, you know, in some of your 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 uh, your ideas. Your, you know, I think you were maybe were you afraid. At the time, do you... I was more I was more unsure about the school part. Uh, I think that's when I first heard you guys. I wanted to pursue comedy, so yeah, the unsure part came from the school, going to school. Yeah, so I, I was, you know, in my mind, I did not want you to be labeled as a mama's boy. Mm. You know, so I was like, I remember saying. You could have chosen any school, like the University of Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I just didn't want you to stay at home in Miami with your mom, mm -hmm. you know, because that would have made you, in my mind, a mama's boy living at home, growing into these years, you know, at home. You know, like, oh, time just working or going to school, but living with mom. And that by definition, it's like, you know, 18, 19 years old and living with mom would definitely be, you know, the black version of Waterboy or, you know, Coley Cole from Martin, mm -hmm. you know, living at home. Oh yeah, cold situations. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't want that for you. So, you know, I was like, so now after the conversation and the two-way, you know, exchange of thoughts and ideas, I was like, so you're coming home, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, back to North Carolina. And, um, and here we are, you know, where, where, you know, you, you, you came back, I think it was like two weeks uh, after, uh, after graduation. No, it was, I waited the whole summer. I came like in August. Okay. So okay. I, okay. I spent the summer there. And, yeah. Yeah. And so what are you thinking now? Like, when you look back at, at that time, uh, you know. Um. Well, as I got older, at that moment, I was with it. I wasn't like, I don't know. But as I got older, I learned uh, getting comfortable is a real, like, like I don't want to call it a, it's a problem 
for a lot of people, when they get comfortable, they stay there like, all right, I'm doing fine. And therefore, you don't elevate to your full potential in life. So I was comfortable in Miami. So moving me to North Carolina put me in a position to where I was like, all right, I had this feeling I had to do something and get something started. So, um, yeah, that's why I liked it. I liked it. And I, I'm glad I'm, I moved out here because, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say thanks, Dan? I didn't, I didn't say that, but yeah. I, I heard thanks. Thanks, mom. I'm pretty sure she was like, you know, she came over with it, I'm sure. So, thanks, mom. Hmm? I want you to go back. Yeah. Because I, I heard mm-hmm. thanks, dad. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. For those of you who can't see it, I'm patting myself on the back for. That's real arrogant of you. Awesome. <laughs> this is parenting. At its finest. Yeah, no, it's a good, very good idea. Very good idea. Awesome. I think so. we can end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a ploy to get a thank you. This is all it was. I should have saved this for Father's Day. a long, long ploy just to say get a thanks. You know, I mean, really, yeah, it was. I, I, I totally planned this. But, um, yeah, but I wanted to, to, to bring that story back because... Those are kind of at the crux of how some of these tropes are created. Uh, so many young men grow up um, in homes with or without fathers. And a lot of our mothers are raising young boys into men. And young men are staying at home. And these young men are becoming what we call or what society calls mama's boys. And in some cases, they don't leave home. And so the moms are becoming, in essence, like wives or, you know, extended stay programs mm-hmm. <laughs> to some of these young men who still have mom, you know, washing laundry for them, cooking and cleaning for them. Uh, and they, they lack those skills as young men to, you know, cook and clean for themselves and, you know, build a home for themselves. So when they become of age and they get girlfriends, uh, these girlfriends find themselves having to become moms Hmm. to these young men. And so, you know, they develop and, and in some cases, sexual activity creates little kids and so instead of having a child of you know a few months old or one or two years old they also have a 24 25 26 30 year old walking around the house also pulling on her tailcoat you know and so she has a grown baby as well walking around the house and i think some women uh will identify with that you know a grown man child walking around the home because he did not grow up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, a fully developed man. Uh, he got comfortable. Yeah, he got comfortable, and mom did everything for him. So that is one of those, you know, negative uh, developments of what we see as a mama's boy who grows up fully dependent on his mom to provide and care for him. So it happens in society. We see that 
uh, quite often in, in films and in television and sometimes even in real life. But uh, yeah, very real thing. So I wanted to make sure that my son did not have that experience in life. And I think we are well on our way to beating that. Yeah, yeah. So he's a grown man. Uh, I do not wash his clothes. I never even see his laundry. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank you. So I think that we've accomplished uh, you know, all that we set out to do on this episode. How are you feeling about it, kiddo? Um, yeah. Good job. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So with that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do we say on this one? Uh, yes. Uh, be men about it, right? Say it with your chest. Little, oh, I don't. <laughs> I was gonna quote Kevin Hart. I'm not gonna do it. But yes, uh, yeah, be men about it. Right. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you to all the mothers who are still mothering. Uh, all the girlfriends who are loving grown men, and uh, wives who are mothering grown men. Happy Mother's Day! Still celebrating uh, the mothers. Thank you. To my mom, shout out to Cynthia Jones. AKA Sputnik. Yeah, the Sputnik. And uh, yeah, a little um, thank you to, to to Sarah. You know who you are. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> you did a wonderful job with this one over here. Did you, I would have, did you, there was a video that went viral like last year or something about uh, a man and his wife and mom. They were arguing on whoever who was gonna sit in the front seat. Did you see that online? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was just, it was very scripted, like it was fake, but like it raised the question like what would the man like you was the man do in that situation? They were really going at it. Like the mom was like, I'm the mom, I'm just sitting in the front. She was like, I don't care, I'm the wife. Like what would, <laughs> what would you do if that happened? Yeah. So yeah, in that situation, you know. A man and his wife become one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so me and my wife, it's our car. We ride in the front, and I will open the door for my mother and, yeah, just make sure she's comfortable in the backseat. Yeah, I I just would have sat in the backseat. I'm like, when do you drive? I'll just sit in the backseat. It's fine. I do think that if the mother is sitting in the front seat, that it is at the, the option of the wife if mm-hmm. she offers the front seat to her mother-in-law. But that is when they have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is her choice. Yeah, the mom just like picked the front seat. Like she didn't even ask. Like, she was like, I know I'm supposed to sit up here. Yeah. This is my side seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when the mother and, 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 and the daughter-in-law have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Then the daughter-in-law would probably have no problem saying, mom, you sit in in the front seat, I ride in the back, but yeah, off off rip, husband and wife, their car, their front seats. Yeah, yeah, and husband, you know, secures his mom. Oh, we're all going to the same place. It's just down the road, just right. Yeah, no love loss, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I think that uh, a great mom who raised a, a, a honorable son would respect. Yeah, should be understanding of that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, it was very scripted. I mean, it was not even a real. <laughs> you could tell the acting was very bad. 
Yeah, yeah. Dude was like, come on. <laughs> Guys, come on. Yeah, that's that dramatic stuff. Guys, please, no. <laughs> Don't hit her. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Hey, we want to hear more narratives. So if you want to be a part of the show, email us at onbeingablackman at gmail.com. That's onbeingablackman at gmail.com. If you're listening to this, then you can also listen to us on any of your podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. Remember to share with a friend, share with the enemy. And if you're, yeah, sharing is caring. Yep, sharing is caring. That's our, our little catchphrase. <laughs> Thank you for listening.